Welcome to the Word of Faith Sermon Podcast. Join in with us today, ready to grow in your knowledge of the Bible with practical application for your everyday life. If you're interested in following or learning more, join us on our Facebook page at WOFTX or check out our website at WOFTX.com for location and service times. Now here's our special guest minister with today's message. Topic for tonight will be um, how the world puts uh, puts punishment before the crime. Um, what is the what is the crime and what is the punishment? We're going to start in Genesis chapter two. Um, verse start at verse sixteen and. It says, and the Lord commanded the man, saying, O every tree of the garden, you may freely eat, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat, that you shall surely die. This is um, God telling Adam um, um, that the, the punishment for eating of the, the tree is death being the sin against God. So as he's telling telling Adam that the the death that death is the is the payment for sin. Um and then we're uh, so we we'll go to um Genesis three eight And it talks about the fall of man here. Um, and it says, And they heard the sound of the Lord, God walking in the garden. And in the cool day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. God among the trees in the garden. Then the Lord called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you you were naked? Have you, have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not, not to eat? And the man said, The woman who gave, me, gave it to me, she gave me the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and, your, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you you shall bruise his heel. And that right there is a often referred to as the first um, uh, Mosaic prophecy in Old Testament, saying that Jesus obviously came from the seed of the woman, and he bruised the, uh, the head of Satan when he died on the cross for our sins. Um, and then we continue. Uh, 
To the woman, he said, I'll have greatly multiply your sorrow and your con conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. Curse of the ground for your sake, and toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth to you. <clears throat> and you shall eat the herbs in the field and swear with your face. You shall eat, eat bread till the return of the ground, for out of you were taken. For dust you are, and do not, and to dust you shall return. And Adam called his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all living, also for Adam, and his wife the Lord, God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Now, um, that was going over. Um, God basically sent us an Adam. Um, and through the punishment and all of, and all of us as well. Um, but now that we've um, defined what the, uh, what the crime and the punishment is, I'm going to kind of do a little brief explanation of three common beliefs in the world today. Um, you have evolutionists, which obviously that's what most of our schools teach today, being that we came from the Big Bang Theory and over several million years came from different animals and um, kept progressing on and on. Um, then we have uh, progressive creation, which is basically a mixture of Evolutionists and the third one I'm about to mention, which it, it's people that believe the Bible, but also try to mix in um, evolutionary time frames and in in with it. Um, and then you have uh, young Earth creation, which believe that the creation. Um, is a literal, it, they read it literally as the creation is a literal six days and that the word, that the Bible is true word for word through Genesis and um, then you have, uh, so how do, how do uh, two of these beliefs but death before sin. You have, um, they, they do that by putting millions of years of death and suffering before the fall of man. <clears throat> and you can't, that's, you, you can't put a, the punishment for something if the punishment already exists. Um, it kind of undermines the whole idea. 
<laughs> um, so um, you can see that, and we go to uh, Romans, Romans five. Be starting at verse twelve. Therefore, just as though one man's sin entered the world, and death through sin, thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed with when there is no law. That lets death reign from Adam to Moses, even though even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam. And then um, we can look at um, a lot of people say, well, that sin was only covered, only was over man, that possibly the animals and the creatures were, were not under the same jurisdiction as man was. But we see in Romans 8, 19, that the fall of man not only covered man, but covered um, all of creation. Let's see, get to it here. For the, for the earnest expectation for the, for the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the Son of God. For the creation was subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption. And through the glorious liberty of the children of God, we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs until now. And that tells us that not only was it man that is suffering, but the entire creation is suffering from the fall of man. And, of course, death and sin. Um, then we may ask, um, okay, then uh, when... When was the first death in the Bible? A lot of people would probably say Cain and Abel. <laughs> but we actually read that just a few, uh, at the beginning, back in Genesis. Genesis three twenty one. 
this win. Um, it says, also he made Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Well, that was God had to kill or sacrifice an animal to make those tunics of skin, which, as everybody here probably already knows, Old Testament, they did sacrifices of animals to um, suffice for their, skin, for their, for their sins. Um, and that was God laying the groundwork for that. <clears throat> um, so then we have, so, and it also, I mean, we read before too that God told Adam that if he ate of the tree that death would come about him. And this just shows you too of how loving God is that uh, he sacrificed an animal in his place that he could have literally just started over, basically just cut him down and then that'd have been the end of it. Um, but he loved Adam so much that he sacrificed a animal in his place because death had to be paid, so he um, sacrificed this animal in his place. Uh, and like I said, we see that continued until you have uh, the very last sacrifice, which is where we're going to next. Um, go to uh, John 19.30. The very last sacrifice was obviously Jesus on the cross. And as we read John 19, 30, it says, so when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. And this is really when I got this message, to be honest. <laughs> I was studying um, John and uh, read those words and it kind of just all came to me at once <laughs> saying that that was Jesus stating that everything from Adam to him he had completely did away with sin and death for us through his sacrifice um and that we have the uh, free gift of salvation through him. Um, because of that. And we see that in uh, Romans 5, 17.
It says, for if by the, the one man's offense, death reigned through, through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. And I'm going to continue on to the next one. It says, therefore, through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteousness, act the free, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Also, by one man's obedience, many will be righteous. Um, and basically, after all that, I mean, you, if you put death before sin, then that undermines both the, both the book of Genesis and it undermines the perfect sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. Because you can't put a... You can't make a punishment um, that already that already exists for something that, um, yeah. <laughs> um, can't put the punishment before the crime. <clears throat> so, um, and that's what the world is trying to do with this evolution is put millions of years of, that's the only way that they can justify the creation without God is by putting millions of years of death and suffering. And they, um, throughout, throughout the years, so, because otherwise it wouldn't make any sense at all. And I know y'all, um, I just choose to put my faith in the Word, in God, not in man. Um, as we see in uh, Proverbs, Proverbs 3, 3 5 it's through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Another, another verse is Psalms 118.8. It says, it is better to trust the Lord and not to put your confidence in man. Um, you have uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5. It says, in my, my speech and my preaching, we are not with uh, persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and the power that your faith shall be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Um, so, I mean, to me, that's, the main topic of my 
what I wanted to share. Um, but, uh, I mean, there's a few things that you can keep going with it <laughs> a little bit, but, um, like, um, just, you kind of ask, uh, well, if there was no death before sin, and you look back at the creation story, where would that put things such as prehistoric animals, such as dinosaurs or that such thing, you know? Um, well, in Genesis it says that all living beasts of the land were all created on the sixth day along with man. Um, and just a, just a quick fact, <laughs> the word dinosaur, which means terrible lizard, <laughs> wasn't actually introduced until 1841 by the evolutionist named Richard Owen, <clears throat> which was, um, did a little research and he was actually really good friends with um, um, Charles Darwin, which is also known as the father of evolution, what they, a lot of people call him. Um, they had a little different uh, views on it, but most, mostly was pretty similar. Um, so before that 1841, what, what did they call dinosaurs? And that would be dragons. Um, it's just kind of a, maybe a little bit of a coincidence that every single culture across the world has a, some sort of myth or story of dragons. Whether you're talking about the Hydra from Greek, you're talking about, um, uh, if I can, um, if I can say this right, um, Abzu from the uh, Babylonian Empire, uh, Naga from Indonesia, the Piazza bird um, that was from here in the United States, Native Americans. You can actually see a uh, depiction of it drawn on the uh, cliff side of the Mississippi River in Illinois. <clears throat> you have dragons depicted in uh, China. Um, you have tales of medieval dragons, even that being the probably probably the most recent um, tales of dragons would be medieval times of King Arthur and Beowulf. And you see dragons on flags of countries like Wales. It's just kind of a coincidence and there's many you can look it up um, you can look up uh, there's many different drawings cave drawings of Indians Native Americans in America drawing basically dinosaurs on cave walls how would they know what they look like if they didn't see them this is my talk there 
Um, I don't believe they exist anymore. <laughs> I think they're all extinct. <laughs> but not saying that they didn't see them. Um, and I guess just to keep it going um, a little bit longer, there is a, some proof in uh, Job, Let's see if we can find it, that there, it describes a depiction of a uh, dinosaur in Job, known as Behemoth. Sorry, Jackson, I didn't give you this verse. <laughs> it is Job forty fifteen. It says, Now look at Behemoth, which I made along with you. He eats grass like an ox. See now his strength is in his hips, and his power is in his stomach muscles. He moves his tail like a cedar. The snoo of his thighs are tightly knit. His bones are like beams of bronze. His ribs are like bronze of iron. He is the first of the ways of God. Only he, he who made him can bring near his sword. Meaning the only one that can defeat him is God himself. Because he's that big. Um, I don't know of an animal that a human can't, that's here on the earth today that a man can't kill. Um, my concordance down here says it's a hippopotamus but I've never seen a hippopotamus with the tail of a cedar <laughs> has a very very small tail <laughs> um, I think it is um, more describing a uh, something more along the lines of a uh, Elizabeth would be able to tell me. Uh, uh, we call him a uh, Dilophosaurus, I guess is what you say. A big, long neck one. <laughs> and it also says down here, it says, Indeed, the rivers may rage, and yet he is not disturbed. He is confident through the Jordan. Though the Jordan gushes into his mouth, though he takes, <coughs> takes it in his eyes and pierces his nose with a snare. <coughs> so he's tell, telling you that he, I'm a little ahead of myself, go back a little bit, that he lays under the lotus tree in a covert of reeds and marsh. The lotus trees cover him with their shade. So it's telling you that he lives in the wetlands. So, in near the River Jordan. Well, I got the research in that a little bit as well. And uh, I, I remember the dinosaur, and I was thinking of it as the brontosaurus. <laughs> and they have found a remains of a bront brontosaurus on the banks of the Jordan River. Um, and you know the Jordan it's kind of in an arid climate now but you know before pre-flood it was could have been 
we, we don't really know. It could have been tropical rainforest for all we know. Um, so, that's pretty much what I have. I want to thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And if you would like to help us increase our outreach, please like, share, and subscribe to our channel so that we can bring the Word of God to friends and family near you. Don't forget you can check out our location, other podcasts and service times, on our website at woftx.com. If you're in the East Texas area, we'd love for you to stop by and join in for one of our services. We're glad you chose our podcast. Be blessed. We'll see you next time.